0: Absolute respect here for Dravid, Lakshman, and everyone. But this, this uh, has
1: become our like uh, bis- Bismillah Rahmani Rahim. <laughs> no, like has to, Absolute absolute respect to Dravid, but fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> most, most
2: sung about unsung players.
3: <laughs> TV Empire to director, we have a player review. Can we rock and roll, please?
1: Hello and welcome to Bits and Pieces, the friendliest football podcast. The 2022 World Cup in Qatar may be missing some big teams, Italy, Egypt, Nigeria, Colombia for example, and some big players, Mohamed Salah, Erling Haaland, Victor Ossiman, etc. But that's what makes this tournament the best in sports. Brazil are looking to win their first World Cup since 2002, while England, Argentina and Germany are hoping to dethrone defending champions. What? Why are you looking at me like that? fuck off i'm not talking about cricket and all okay what do you mean i'm con- what what do you mean i'm contractually obligated to fine. fine fine hello and welcome to bits and pieces the friendliest cricket podcast this is the podcast that looks at the glorious game of uncertainties and revels in the understanding that a team that had a mere 3% chance of making the semi-finals can rise to the occasion and beat all odds no wait pakistan lost what the fuck is the point of this stupid game man <laughs> Ah, let's go again. Hello and welcome to Bits and Pieces, the only stupid podcast in the entire world that seems to think that England is still relevant for some fucking reason. <laughs> also on this pod, we shall discuss in detail about the relevance of the Roman Empire, tips for the best way to mummify your dear ones, and a pyramid scheme involving pyramids. <laughs> I, I really can't do this, guys. But joining me are some Max fellows who can. First of all, who can tell if he's from Mysore or Bangalore or from Chikmagalur? One can only say for sure that he's a chick magnet, sure. He will He will look at your broadband connection and take your ISP to task because they don't understand the fair usage policy, also known as the net run rate.
2: His,
1: his handwriting suggests that he should have been a doctor and he will resuscitate you even if you are clinically dead. The only man to remind Nutgraf PGK that Pakistan were not knocked out of the World Cup before all of this craziness started. Say hi, Samir Mohan.
0: Hi, hi, everybody world has come a full circle because Pakistan
2: have indeed been knocked out finally
0: yeah, they have finally been knocked out
1: Uh, after Samir up next the man they call from the piston from Lisbon the only man who goes to the gym and pumps irony to come up with some stand up material that will make you go weak in the knees like a 250 kilogram deadlift put your hands up if you stand up gets your wand up He'll get you hopping. He'll make your legs want to open. He is
4: Murli Sad Gopin. Say hi. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to record this part and send it to my wife and tell her this is how I wanted to greet me every time. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Glad to be here on this
1: fateful day. But thanks, Tony. Yeah, yeah. And rounding up the panel today, Mr. 360 of Bits and Pieces. Much like Surya Kumar Yadav coming back and practicing on small Mumbai grounds to fire in the big tournaments, this man does a morning show with Jamie Alter and Manvinder Bisla with over 50,000 fans, only to join Bits and Pieces to keep this practice going. (laughs) The man from Glance who should open an OnlyFans. The man who will get you <laughs> to end No Nut November single handedly. The clean shaven dream haven. <laughs> the textbook sex nook. Say hi, Nitin Sundar. <laughs> <laughs> hi, hi,
2: Tony. Tony, <laughs> <laughs> this is all too much, right? Come on, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> thank, is you, thank you, thank yes. you. Shai is coming. So guys, Shai is coming, Shai Shah Afridi is going. <laughs> <Yo>.
1: <laughs> So uh, I, I I just need to say that I've been trying to get my nearly seven year old daughter to watch cricket to no luck, uh, and today I was trying to get her to watch at least a little bit, saying, "Listen, this is the World Cup finals," and she said, "Yay!" and she was like so happy, and I'm like, "What happened?" Uh, she's I thought like she's finally interested. She's like, "This is the final, no? That means no more cricket after."
2: Do you tell her about Amazon Prime Paytm Trophy live from New Zealand <laughs> <laughs> coming soon?
1: F- FTP. We- FTP. Wellington Masak
0: Sada.
2: Quick question before we talk about the World Cup. Is that also going to be a Bangladesh Trophy like all recent tournaments in New Zealand? <laughs> it is
0: very. No, 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 it's a PTM
1: Trophy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> Alright, so for all of you poor listeners who are to endure with us uh, through with me for Through all that, we are recording exactly 30 minutes after Ben Stokes are one of those fuckers <laughs> Hit in the Four f bombs yeah. in the first ten minutes. Sorry. Now we know
2: what riles up Tony even more than New Zealand winning stuff. It is England winning stuff. So this just, it just proves that Tony, after all, is no different from any other cricket fan. It is still anybody but England, even New Zealand. Okay, no, but anybody but England. It's
4: actually an ex-New Zealander winning it for England in <laughs> Australia that makes Tony riled up so much more. He's like bastard. You're from New Zealand. and You're making England. England win I hate both of them
0: no nut November and basketball kind of go in tangents so yeah thank you Tony for trying getting yourself right up intro yeah. sorted
3: yeah,
1: yeah. Less, less than 30 minutes after the stupid shit uh, <laughs> less than two days after India nutted in spectacular fashion whatever that was guys <laughs> I am I am out of words uh, <laughs> say what you want to <laughs> What is
2: happening? <laughs> Which England win are we going to talk about? Is it the win against Pakistan or the win against England? India? Uh,
4: oh.
1: Pakistan first because. I think Pakistan
4: first too. Pakistan. Because I think the India win will take us on this slide that will. It's like we'll be at the top of Jack's beanstalk and it'll just be a constant slide. Because nothing about that game was worth talking about. I think Pakistan actually had some good things to talk about.
1: Yeah. Hmm. They they gave it a fight though. I mean, till Shaheen Shah Fridi limped off. I was genuinely hoping, you know, there is scope for some closeness in this game,
3: like but Yeah. yeah. I no. basically
2: Pakistan had a very bad last four overs of both innings. And maybe that was eventually the difference between the two teams, right? In the first innings they they look set to get like 155, 160, which would have really brought their bowling attack into the game, right? In hindsight, they probably, if they had a fully fit Shaheen, I, I would have backed them to defend 160, man, uh, the way they bowled today. I don't know what happened there. The back end of their innings, Sam, Sam Curran just came and screwed them over. Like, there's no other word to put it, right?
1: CSK'd them. <laughs> csk them. I
4: mean, and? I... I I, I slightly differ in that I didn't think Pakistan really ever got going, right? I think they had those odd spurts that got them going. Even until the ninth over, they were still kind of tottering. Their first six was weak. I mean, they had these occasional aberration overs, but it didn't ever look like they were set. They didn't look like even when England were losing wickets in their power play, it looked like England had the game. They were constantly scoring. They were keeping the run rate up. They looked like they were going to win. I didn't feel that with Pakistan in the first nine. And then after the 10th over, something happened. Like you i believe to other 150 was definitely on and yeah current said no
2: i'm too short for this
1: <laughs> not not after the 10th over the 11th over which was the most expensive of the innings
2: <laughs> Please, Tony, uh, there are lots of uh, coaches and analysts who are analysing you know, trends in T20 cricket. I don't think anybody <laughs> has noticed this trend that you have come up with. So please, okay. go for it. Tell us more about this.
1: No, no. I, every team in this match, because there is no CETA strategic timeout, has come out swinging after the 10th over when there is a significant drinks break and coaches can go on to the pitch, right? So, literally I haven't understood why like, you haven't bowled your best bowler in the 11th over. We were discussing this on the YouTube live stream. Right on Q Liam Livingston came and bowled us only over the match and went for 16 runs right so I mean yeah after 11 overs Pakistan were pretty much set for a good total.
0: And then what happened after that uh, Liam Livingston swing was uh, Adil Rashid came and again it was a tremendous over I mean they actually went back and showed highlights of Uh, Adil Rashid's groupings on how he got the Babar wicket and then how he followed up those five deliveries to tikar. That's like a bloody painting. I mean, it was so freaking good. The grouping.
2: You mean it was not a painting? It was like a modern art. Basically, one dot in the middle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cubism. Cubism. Balls Uh. balls by Picasso or something like that. But the grouping was so good and then he just followed it up with a maiden wicket, maiden over and then there was no comeback for uh, Pakistan. Papa Baba, Baba got out to a. Uh, Baba. Googly. Papa. <laughs> Papa. No, so, talking
2: of famous paintings, right? Listening to the commentary, did you also feel like cutting out your ears? <laughs> God, God
3: God, God, God.
1: We were listening to our own YouTube live <laughs> We, <laughs> no, we okay. told all our
2: fans, please, Ninglo Vango, listen to us. God, Van Gogh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
1: But to put things in perspective, at least uh, two people of Pakistani origin have won the World Cup. Adil Rashid and Mohi Ali have family back in Pakistan. One Indian has won the World Cup, by the way, uh, from all the way from Africa. Rishi Sunak has, probably <laughs> <celebrated> <laughs> has won the World Cup. <laughs> but nine, nine other English players have won the World Cup there, so... And Should we stop the podcast? Like, and... This is it. <laughs> this Thanks. Is it. It's been roll, a great roll, run roll. for 45 episodes. We're officially <laughs> calling it quits. When England are champions of uh, ODI, T20 uh, uh, and have something uh, called basketball going yeah, that on. That is it. their own, test their own test cup. The only good thing
2: is that England still, they cannot make the finals of the World Test Championship, right? Whatever they do. Yeah, yeah they? they can't. they can't. No, wow. they can't. Thank God for some sanity in this world. Samir
1: <laughs> has said they can't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What did PGK <laughs> say? Somewhere PGK is putting together.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Something is really working for them in this white ball format, especially in T-20, to think they had to leave behind Ben Ducket. They had to leave behind players. They still have more in the fringes. They still have people who performed well in Pakistan and other places who they could not play because and of course as, as you know, Wood didn't play, Archer is still trying to get fit. And yet they look like bears too. Got out
1: much before the tournament.
0: And their trump card never even played a single game. Uh, they were hyping up Reese to be their answer to the shine Afridi's and the left-arm paces of the year. And the guy just gets injured after one warm-up game. Yeah, he's gonna go back. We never know what's gonna happen. And then suddenly you have like. One day, uh, Sam Curran puts his hand up. One day, another guy puts his hand up. Alex Hales has been consistent. Butler has just been leading from the front, end, and then it's just like comprehensive. To think of it, they were almost about to be rolled over by Sri Lanka, and then Ben Stokes just just ticks in the end. He is like, as our friend Nathan says, he is the Forrest Gump of T20 cricket. So no, no, he is the he's Forrest Gump to... of
2: World Cup finals. He will always be there in the final. At the last moment, he will be the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Remember
0: the name.
4: It was really, really measured innings as well. That was just the right... And even though they were struggling a lot, I mean, with that Nassim Shah over, they were clueless, that Harisroff over. It really looked like the bat and the ball had slightly opposite, uh, I mean, the same poles or whatever of a magnet. So perilously close, but just not close enough. Even if one of those nicks. And, and they appealed also multiple times, like Rizwan constantly appealed for everything. <laughs> he caught the ball, It's like, probably he caught me and please Allah so save one. me.
1: The interesting thing about uh, the English win is that the only match they lost, uh, if you want to call it that, full credit to Butler for like not beating around the bush, saying Ireland played better, etc. I think if it was still a full match, they would have won. Right? That's literally the only yeah. game they lost. Yeah it
2: was 50-50 i would say but yeah probably yeah yeah i mean
1: they hammered new zealand they hammered india and for all practical purposes they hammered pakistan as well right i mean unless there was a close finish somewhere in the offing they got a rain out against australia which I think probably helped keep Australia in the tournament much longer than they deserve to. But
0: think about this. The interesting point is you go back in time and look at the inflection about when this happened. This 2015 was when they started to really give a thought for their uh, white ball cricket after that uh, exit from the World Cup. Then they came to India, Kolkata and then Carlos Brathwaite just, just found another gear that day just for... Yeah, in for in
2: fact, uh, you could argue that England were the best team in that tournament and exactly. not West Indies. West Indies exactly. lost a game to Afghanistan if anybody remembers. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. England chased 240 against South Africa, right? They, 230. They already... Whatever, yeah, yeah, roughly. Yeah, I always approximate. Ra. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Samir is a no, numbers guy. No, please, please.
3: <laughs>
2: they were in fact one of the first teams to uh, zero in on this thing that you know you need one anchor and you need hitters all around, right? They had Joe Root back then. And they had everyone else was going after the bowling right around. And that's it's exactly the same prototype that West Indies followed. When people say the way West Indies played the T20 in 2012, 2016, you know, that that phase is over and the game has evolved further, It I don't think it has evolved. I think it is exactly the same template, just that West Indies have seem to have lost the ability to stick to it and England have taken it to the next level as far as t 20s No, mean.
1: like, I mean, let's not brush that aside as a one-off comment, right? Because the whole thing that the only, literally the only thing that India did, apart from Nitin, you'll point out that 9 of 11 players were the same <laughs> in the India squad, was that in between they actually tried to play some fearless cricket, right? Or at least like fearless cricket as far as getting into mutual funds not debt funds was concerned, no, sure. not investing in crypto and all but like they did have a go and then they landed in australia and realized this is not gonna work guys let's revert to our older thing
2: <laughs> Chalo Melbourne <ko> <laughs> yeah
1: but england's never been like that right they've been like fuck it yeah. we'll give it a red hot go and what happens happens and and they've stuck to their guns whether it's in odis t20s test cricket When it comes out, it's brilliant. And like, when they're consistently doing this, yeah, they've they've figured it out. Uh,
0: Josh Butler came out and said, uh, say, 6 or 7 out of 10 times, this will work out. This can also go south for us. And we know it. But we are still going to keep doing it, right? Like, that's incredible clarity. Like, everyone knows their roles. And this is just... uh, i think this is just going to continue if any other team has to take something from this whole england victory is just that that uh, they just make the meet the best use of power play by a mile in the current yeah. games and they just reminded yeah. that whole uh, uh, Sanat Jai, Surya, Romesh, Kalwatarna kind of face, but except that both players were firing and...
1: It's not just clarity, right? It's flexibility to the nth level. Like, they had uh, David Malan, who apparently at one point was the best T20 batter in the game for some reason. Mark Wood or both of whom were like either like injured or put out of the team, right? Livingston batting at 6 or 7 or whatever it right? is. It's like absolutely like anyone can play at any point in time and when you have to, you come good, so... It's amazing, so, it's, it's not clarity, it's flexibility, which is next level.
2: Yeah. So again, drawing that parallel with uh, the great West Indies team of 2012, 2016, right? Now, both that West Indian team and this current England setup, they appreciate that Batting, obviously, in T20 is probably a little more important than bowling, right? Uh, and and I'm, I'm not saying bowlers are irrelevant. There are uh, learned people out there who claim that bowlers have no role to play in T20 cricket. No uh, agency. <laughs> yeah, no agency. Correct. <laughs> They're free agents. Yeah. But what... So if you decide that batting is has to be your strongest suit to win in T20 and you need more hitters, more batting depth, and batting depth really helps because it helps everyone at the top play a slightly different brand of cricket. if They know that batting goes all the way down to nine. Now, the moment you make that decision, it means you're going to play one or two lesser world-class bowlers, or specialist bowlers. In fact, England probably don't have any specialist bowler. Right? Mark Wood probably would have been the specialist bowler, and he didn't play uh, in the in the last couple of games. Adil if Rashid won- perhaps is the only one. Adil Rashid perhaps even he can slug a few. But uh, yeah, you're right. Adil Rashid is probably the number eleven in this uh, lineup. What then you need to do is you need to have a bunch of all-rounders, right, who can. Bat really well, really aggressively, and can also come in and chip in with two three overs as required. And they have, uh, was was Ali even used today. I don't know, right? Like no, um, they have Moyin Moyin, hasn't been they have. They have about eight bowling options, right? The moment you have so many bowling options, you're you're de risking yourself, right? Even if a bowler hobbles away injured or is having a bad day, you bring on that bowler. And, uh, yeah, someone else pointed this I think Samir, you were pointing it out. Or, or Murli was pointing it out. That England make great use of their fifth bowler, right? They bring on the fifth bowler at the right time. Uh, when they're least likely to get hammered. It's Stokes always gets the first over out of the way. Comes on in and, the seventh and over. the seventh over, yeah. Just after the par play, right? When teams are reassessing. There is so much of... Smarts and mathematics. And by the way, this is very similar to how West Indies were operating, right? They had Darren Sami, they had Andre Russell. These were the guys bowling for them, right, in yeah. 2016. They had Samuel Badri, probably the only guy uh, who was playing as a pure bowler. Uh, maybe there was one other fast bowler that was playing as a pure bowler in 2016 for them. Everyone else was an all rounder. In fact, England
1: England have so many bowling options that if someone's go- going badly for the
2: first two balls, they can
1: say exactly. he's injured and take them out and put the next <laughs> yeah. guy and finish like baby baby overs for yeah. all of them right and, like just yeah. try it out. doesn't matter and, and that's the challenge yeah? Yeah. If,
2: if you if you're building a bowling strong team you will always have that risk of because it doesn't matter how good your bowling attack is anybody any one bowler can have a bad day on a day right and then you're screwed if you don't have uh, if you have just five bowlers or even six bowlers right you're in trouble it happened to pakistan today the moment shaheen hobbled away uh, unfortunately you knew the game was done they didn't they were not going to be able to challenge england from that point onwards, very unfortunate what happened to Shine. But the point is, if England had had that kind of an injury to any of their bowlers at that stage in the game, it would not have mattered. They would have had a fairly reasonable uh, replacement within the eleven to come and fill in those overs. I think that's that's the learning to take away from this for all teams for, out there.
4: For me, actually, the reason why I'm really admiring England is they they've built a squad. Like India is building a team, or they were trying to build like nine players or eight players. They built, built a whole. Yeah, they've built a whole-ass <laughs> squad here. Wherein, yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to see what are the kind of people in the fringes, right? With Ben Duckett and Reece Topley, Mark Wood, Geoffrey Archer. They even tried, I think, what is it, Brandon Gleeson or whatever else. They've got a bunch of players coming in on the side who can fill in those gaps and get match experience in all these stores. And we, I mean, yes, they bat till 10. I think they've got, you know, great depth and all that. But just because they have bowlers who can also bowl does not mean that they are good, right? Here, they are good, which means they haven't been giving 200 runs every match, even for being not the world's best bowlers. And we have to rate them. Rashid and I think probably Mark Wood or somebody could be in the top 10. I don't think anybody else will be the top 50 also. They've got the Jordans, the Livingstones and everybody. But they all deliver pretty decent overs when it matters. Keep the run rate down. That their batsmen are able to chase it anyway. I think this is outstanding planning
0: and and also look at not just the fringes, those just outside the fringes. Tymon Mills, George Garton, Harry Brooke, uh, Tom Banton. Look at these folks. These folks are like free agents around the world in T20 leagues who are just plying their ways, just getting their, uh, uh, you know, numbers. For the longest time, Liam Lingston was just playing for Perth Scorchers and then suddenly he just gets a call up, right? Like now he's the mainstay of England uh, English middle order, lower middle order or whatever you can call it. And obviously not to mention, they can always tap into Irish resources. So Larkin Tucker in an England jersey? Uh, is this the first time we are hearing about this?
4: <laughs> aye, Morgan says What's aye. this? What's <laughs>
0: this? <laughs> <Aye>, mar- <laughs> <Aye, aye. laughs>
2: So, the the broad commentary, right, even in English media, because England's test team have... (laughs) England media also have been, um, you know, reacting to the fact that England have been really bad in test cricket for the last uh, many months. And and before basketball really kicked off, including when they went uh, 2-1 down to India, right, last year. This is because they've put uh, limited overs cricket on a pedestal and, you know, the entire county system is getting undermined. We don't have test quality batsmen emerging and all of that. Leaving aside the blip that is basketball, which hopefully was, you know, a quirk of the nature of the Duke's balls that showed up last season and hopefully will, uh, you know, revert to mean sooner than later. Is it? And and, and it's the same argument that, uh, you know, people threw to Rahul Dravid as well, asking, okay, it looks like the Indian T20 approach seems a little dated or a little inferior to what all the other good teams are up to. What is the way to focus and get better at T20? And Dravid's response was, anything you do for T20 cricket, whether you're going to open it, open up foreign leagues to your players or anything else, is going to be at the cost of first-class cricket and uh, eventually test cricket, right? My question to you guys after that long-winded preamble is, is it impossible for any team out there to actually be good in all three formats going forward? Uh, and and my answer, it's a rhetorical question. My answer is India with, with the amount of money and uh, resources that they have at their, uh, at their disposal should be able to dominate in all three formats if they choose to. They're choosing not to dominate in T20s or they think, you know, what they're doing is the right thing. Either way, they, they do, they're nowhere near domination in the T20 format. What is your take on those guys?
1: This is a very nice, uh, it's more of a comment than a question kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you so, well, for calling well, me well, right <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead Samir, I'll come in. Uh,
0: I, I, I don't think India are in it at this point, even in all the three formats. I have a ringside view of what transpired in SMAT, right? Like Sair Mushta Kali and Vijay Hazare Trophy that has begun today barely two three names from fast bowlers that have come in right like there's been no breakout umran malik kind of performance that came out right like it was still very bits and pieces cricket dragging on all day towards the (laughs) 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 it was it was being dragged on uh, you know uh, the Similar utilitarian sort of cricket. Mumbai have just been outrightly dominating SMAT uh, this time and heartening to see Safaraz Khan get like a 2.0 version of it. But again, you see, there is no novelty associated with it. And if it's the 2.0 version of a player who you've seen who's coming in, there is nothing caring about them to an opposition right like, no
2: no uh, let me let me just respond right Like I am I'm, I'm in agreement with what you are saying right we hmm. know what the India talent base is right the people who play the SMAT are the same guys who are playing the IPL and we have seen exactly. this we know what is lacking we know what is there we know there are top order anchors there are a few hitters who emerge who eventually the system will shape into anchors <laughs> because that is the only way they get into you know national reckoning
1: Sanju Samson likes this <laughs>
2: Uh, you don't have hard-length fast bowlers who operate in the middle overs. You don't have wrist spinners of any quality coming through. We know that, right? Uh, my point is, it's not so much a comment on the talent or the lack of it thereof, right? It is more about what is the system doing to ensure that these players emerge. There needs to be a certain philosophical approach to how you will nurture T20 talent and even understand what T20 stands about. It's about coaches. It's about scouts. It's, it's about
0: the numbers, numbers, guys, as well. So... <laughs> Alex Hales had four fifties before he came in and biffed India all over the park at the semi-finals. He knew ACG at the back as the back of his hand. Chris Jordan plays for Adelaide Strikers. Harris Rauf is a bona fide. He's just quoting star.
1: from Nitin's money control article.
0: Exactly. I am. I am. Uh, I have to. I remember that thing uh, down. Uh, I mean, like the back of my hand. That was for the semi-finals. For the finals today, look, Harris Rauf has played for uh, Melbourne Stars. Um, I think Harry Brooke also played for the Renegades or someone if I remember correctly so these And the funny who...
2: and the interesting thing is the Big Bash League is not even a high quality tournament Exactly right? The whole exactly. point is just coming and playing here you might not be honing your cricket skills per se but you are at least learning how to play these conditions what to expect what the matchups are the ground dimensions so much happening right and you have India yeah. like, just showing up for the tournament like okay guys we are in Australia okay.
4: <laughs> I don't hum- think if the Indians travel to other countries also they play any better i'm the current indian crop at least i'm being brutally honest about this assessment right to me once M- like- once
1: one second before you go on i i know why you're saying this you want to make the portuguese national team you don't want any more people from india just coming at i know you're knocking on the door of portugal Lavenda, but all the best to you but like yeah. No,
4: I mean I definitely don't think Kohli and I are just fighting and buying for that one top <laughs> spot in the Portugal batting lineup. Chant is eagerly listening to this. Um and I know a little more Portuguese than him. But even on that front, I feel there's a lot of hubris, of course, in the Indian team as well. Tons of it, right? We're not willing to drop the people who are not performing. Some of them are clearly they are anchors in not the way they play. They are anchors in they are just weighing the team down. They are just like very heavy wow. and you have to carry them along because they are so difficult, you can't get rid of them. And the bigger England players are stepping away. They are willing to say, okay, for example, if Stokes had not moved on, Jorut had not moved on, I don't think Harry Brook would have gotten to play Pakistan, gotten to a level where he could play the way he does today in Australia. I don't think those things were possibilities. We need to allow ourselves to say, no, this is not the team. Just try new things. You don't care. Be experimental in saying let's try us, our, and the Pants and the, you know, Prithvi Shaws and Ruttural, just go and play some T20 games on India and see how they perform. So what if they fail? At least we'll groom. Because if we keep saying KL is failing, but KL is KL, yeah. At least he'll have that one amazing. And literally, like I said, he'd had two 50s. Both were against the worst teams in the freaking entire world. Two teams sort no, no, of you can You are... can
2: extrapolate all the way to the last World Cup, right? Where he failed <laughs> in, against Pakistan and New Zealand and then scored 50s in the last three games mm-hmm. against all the Minos Mino <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: so Mino <clears throat> I mean, just <laughs> <laughs> just right. uh taking a step back from all this right Uh, i don't know if you guys have read this book called uh, the sports gene by uh, david epstein there was a brief trend called the big bang of body types right it was when science got into sports and they basically said when you are in school and in like probably in your primary school years there will be this like one set of people who win every kind of sport right like whether it's short put 100 meters or that or this right so what uh, happened during i think between 1960s to late 1970s was scientists got into this to say what body type is suited for what sport right and basically they said, listen, like just because this kid is good at short put at 100 meters, X, Y, Z, don't like let him do all of this, figure out what he's genetically cut out to do the best for. Right? It has nothing to do with the eugenics or any of those bad things. But basically as a result, what happened was during this period, you saw that the variation in body types between people in a particular spot shrunk significantly, right? So there is this thing called the swimmer's body illusion that behavioral economists talk about, right? Which is that you think that if you swim, you will get a body type
2: like a pro swimmer whereas it's the opposite uh, so i don't want to interrupt but this is the classic south indian thing where parents say play basketball you'll become taller <laughs> ah, correct, correct. <laughs> exactly exactly so, the, so the jump and become taller <laughs> causation on. works the opposite right
1: which is that yeah. you have a swimmer's body that is why you are reaching the top of it right so what happened as a result was that if you employed this strategically as a country or as a sports organization you could get outsized results. Uh, David Epstein in this particular book I think you should pick it up also talks about how Australia which is primarily a sort of summer sports country went on to win a bunch of medals at winter olympics right which is that they had a system to identify early on to say look listen this is your body type this is what you're good at but this is where you'll excel at and they pulled out a bunch of those people early on to say listen you focus only on luge or one of those winter sports and they basically game the system right what is missing in India because we've been a poor country for the longest sorry for like extreme like intellectual masturbation is the idea that we've been a scarcity country for the longest time right so to do well in anything you think okay this is the only way to do it and we don't treat like test cricket or ODIs and T20s are separate spots where they absolutely should be. And we don't even have the best person in charge, right? Rahul Dravid is great if you were playing Test cricket in the 2000s. He's a fuck all coach if you're playing in 2022, right? You need someone with a vision to say (laughs) we need to shake things up and things cannot be the way they are, right? And basically look at T20 as a completely different spot from test cricket and not go around saying bullshit like if people play t20 cricket around the world ranji trophy will suffer no way like we've got the biggest base of population anywhere in the world we've got the most scarcity ever so that there will be enough people who don't have opportunities outside of sport to come in and say i will play the sport and i will you know do my country proud so we've got everything going for us i think it's just a uh, archaic mentality that we have and we've regressed in some senses since uh, uh, Ravi Shastri is gone not that he's the greatest but I think like at least he was trying some different things you need someone who will take that mantle forward we've got I, com- I agree actually.
2: there I completely agree in fact I would uh, draw back a little bit more and say the probably the three people who played a role maybe in taking India to the next level at cricket were Dhoni Kohli and Ravi Shastri and the fact that all three of them are obviously out of the system now. I don't see that vision anymore in, in you know, who has left. And uh, I don't know about whether Dravid is a good coach or a bad coach. I, I mean, he's hardworking. But I don't know if he's the sort of guy who can shake up a status quo. It right? takes you need middle seat with...
1: economy, guys. Come on, give us some. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> yeah, I yeah you, need, should... you need
2: forceful personalities, right? Like Kohli, for instance, in the mid-2010s, uh, very clearly said, I am. I have spent the last five years of my life trying to become the fittest cricketer in the world. And it has made a difference to me. I am only going to lead a fit team. I don't care if you have the best player in the country and he needs to play. I don't care. If he's not fit, he will not be in the eleven. Right? Yo you said test. Hashtag test. Yo Yo test. Yo-Yo Honey Singh <laughs> is another name <laughs> for Virat Kohli. Yeah, but and and the results show, right? You came up with the fittest fast bowling crop India has ever produced right it is also slightly a freak of nature that all those guys came through at the same time but without the raw material and without you know pushing that extra limit to become fitter you wouldn't have got that extra spell from a shami or a siraj in england last year right for instance to finish those test matches and in the end that's what makes the difference I don't see that focus anymore. Like, yeah, somebody pointed out, Rohit Sharma, you know, pot potbelly guy, <laughs> loses the game and then you know, very coolly comes and blames the bowlers after batting like, yeah, you know, batting like <laughs> that. He doesn't garbage. have, yeah, like total yeah, garbage. Like Rohit Sharma's garbage. batting in the World Cup was garbage. There's no other way to put it. For whatever reason, right, out of form. But yeah, that the, the ability to even analyze and synthesize what's happening in the sport or to see what it takes to be better at it seems to have gone from the system. Maybe there is time here. Like obviously the Indian team plays a lot more than any other team because Indian cricket pretty much runs the world cricket economy, right? They, they are doing favors for other boards, going here, going there. Goodwill series in Zimbabwe, they go into New Zealand like four days after this World Cup to play something. Which is all fine. They're obviously playing more than they should be. Get more personal into the system, yeah? Like what is this concept of a summer coach and a winter coach to start with? Like what <laughs> yeah. where is the continuity, right? Why don't you instead have format specialists as coach? Right? No. You, you have enough sure. money here. You can get Mahila Jaiverdana in to coach the T twenty team if you want to, right? You can pay him three X of what any other twenty X of what any other country, any other gig out there. You can get him in if you want to. You know he is amongst the sharpest T twenty brains in the world. Instead, you have VBS Lakshman going to New Zealand. Like, what are VBS... I'm, I'm, by the way, a huge fan of VBS Lakshman and Rahul Dravid must say this from their playing days. But like, where is the T20 Dude, DNA in these We, games? we are yes. all fans of VBS Lakshman. And Ra- I don't hate Rahul Dravid, right?
1: But the point is, like, if you are replacing what you said, right? MS Dhoni was a stability period. Kohli was saying, what the fuck can we do? And Ravi Shastri was an able person who said like, I'll be number two because this guy has a vision. Let's go for it. Right? And like turning into an India and a fast bowling team could not have been thought of 10 years ago. We yeah. went with fucking Mohit Sharma in the 2015 World Cup, if you <laughs> guys remember. It's a, yeah. it's a transformational shift. I don't have any like lack of respect for Raoul Draud but I think he's the absolute wrong person for the job for the job at hand yeah no I think Murli as the purported host of this podcast let me throw it to Murli who's like (laughs) has experience as a player but also like I think been itching to talk about something for a while (laughs) <laughs> you no know, there
4: are, talk about everything that he said so far everything just like it it hurt me it like my heart is singed inside listening to everything he says that we had to replace a t20 coach rahul dravid with vvs lakshman for another t20 series like we cannot sink further than this and i there are, so one of the things that I want to identify, right? There was a time where India were a fire fielding squad. We really were probably the best fielding side in the world. We could challenge for it. Yes, we were missing probably the world's best fielder on our side. But he wasn't a one-man army that made the rest of them look weak. But now we look weak. We drop catches. We are slow to the ball. We don't, you know, hold on to the ball for runouts. Those things were unpardonable. You didn't allow those things. And you wouldn't even want to look at Virat Kohli's eyes when you drop the catch. Today, Virat Kohli is dropping a catch. Like, crazy things are happening. Because I think the overall mentality has a thing. I know some people agree there is nothing called clutch games, nothing called mentality. Everything <laughs> is maths. You connect the dots, you see ball, hit ball, and say, Sevak, Sevak, and all that. But it, it, does, it, it doesn't work like that. Mentality is a thing. And I do not think Indians are cut out for this. There should be some... Some heads should be chopped at the end of this. Like, everyone is itching. I'm not lying. We're <laughs> angry about this because, see, I'll tell you this, even with Pakistan, right? I feel like they've let go of some load. Yes, they got lucky. Things worked out. Samir Mohan knows mathematics. But all of that combined... <laughs> 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 all of that combined, they've made it to the final credit where it's due. Even here, I think, out of... Maybe if you just break it down into... 5 five over chunks eight sessions right six out of eight maybe england one pakistan one two or maybe three sessions they were there and i think that's enough to compete india were never there except yeah. for that one yeah. phase where hardik pandya suddenly snorted some cocaine <laughs> everything else
2: <laughs> <laughs> Vijay Sethupati in Vikram interval
1: series. <laughs> yeah. Is <laughs> I- over. Karke <laughs> <laughs> Legit.
4: It really looked like that one final coffee with Karanad. And that was it. We went right back to doing hot garbage again. And see, I would lose to anybody guys. I am fine. Losing to Alex Hales mentally broke me. Because Alex Hales was nowhere in the picture for England or anybody. Like there were so many people in the fringes. Alex Hales could feel himself dragged down. Somehow they gave him a chance and he beat us. And I cannot sit with this. India really has to learn from this.
0: Absolute respect here for Dravid, Lakshman and everyone. But this this uh, has
4: become our like... uh,
1: Bis- Bismillah Rahmani Rahim. No? Like, <laughs> <has> <laughs> absolute absolute respect to Dravid but fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> most, most sung about unsung players.
0: <laughs> they were brilliant in getting these uh, recent crop of players right at the under 19, under 23, whatever levels right like at scouting levels at the NCA. They made the foundation right like now today I think that's their rightful place. Let's just agree at this point that a Dravid or a Lakshman is good in identifying a, a talent, honing them a talent, giving them an exposure on the uh, on the big stage, right? Like explain this to me. Uh, you have so many. I think I think India has won the highest number of under-19 titles, right? Like I think all teams put together, and the highest number of uh, final presence in the under-19 50 over World Cup. And you put the two together, and then there is no parallel, right? What happens to all these players after they come in and get their IPL contracts, right? They like become the under twenty-three. Child. because the 30-year-olds <laughs> keep
1: playing till they are 35 yeah. 30, So these guys don't get it. <laughs> because no. your, your body doesn't uh, recognize your birth certificate. It is yeah. like, bro, I am 35, not
3: 20. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is wrong
0: with you? Please. Yeah. And then the moment you fast-track these guys, they just become anchors. So, where is your one level above? This is not the talent of a driver. This is not the talent of a Lakshmi. No, it's not that Paul... they
1: become anchors, right? You incentivize them to become anchors. Yeah. Like right it... now, I can speak for the one Malu player that is there. And <laughs> follow closely. You've turned Sanju Samson from a guy who could play an impact innings of, let's say, Twenty of eight balls into a person who will anchor your innings and score like fifty or forty-three balls. And like yeah. you're rewarding him for that. You give me an ODS lot, you're basically telling him your ODA number four. Serious like regression in terms of saying incentivizing the exact wrong thing. And that's a exactly. serious problem. Exactly. I want
4: to just interrupt and call out one thing. I, I agree with all the things you're saying. If we have so many anchors who can play long innings in white ball. At home, if we lose this 50 over World Cup, the number of things that I'm going to throw at them (laughs) is going to be mental. You want anchors? We have 10 anchors yeah. and one Ashwin. Yeah. You you want 50 <laughs> over? It's at home. in Next to your house, we have...
2: Right. You,
4: you want 10 pitches? Augustus.
1: We will give it to you. <laughs> we will give yes. you, yes. you <laughs> pitches. Every yeah. 8 for 12. Yeah. No, no. no, no this is yeah,
2: completely correct what Burli is saying, right? So, if T20 is about stack your team with hitters from 1 to 11, ODI cricket is stack your team with anchors from 1 to 11, India has it. <laughs> <Right>? India. <laughs> yeah. no, no. Shreya Sayar will come at anchor at number 7 for
1: A- Anchors from 2 to 11 and then... Add Shikar Dawan at the
2: Shikar top. Do whatever <laughs> so he wants the, to Dawan. He's so. the prime anchor person. He'll come <laughs> Never You, know, you so, know
1: what's the fun thing that's going to happen? Shikar Davan won't play the World Cup. He won't be part of the. Yeah, he Shikar will announce Cup. his retirement one month before he is He's, oh, okay, he's the ODA <laughs> captain till then, but he won't play the World Cup.
4: We are just... not setting up careers for these people at all. I'm just... It's really worrying because even in, England, in, in India, I am so worried Brook Duckett will come and score 412 in 50 overs and again we will 30-35 and 30, score 238. Kohli will play one mind-blowing 100 of 128 balls and be like, oh, what a good innings. Nobody supported him. No, dude, your team
2: lost. Your contribution led to a loss. That's all. Looking ahead to that World Cup right? like I would say India, England, Australia probably will definitely be in the semi-finals. Uh, not sure who the fourth team will be. <laughs> Putting my hat in the ring there early in the day. Hey, but what what happened
1: it. in New Zealand? Huh? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to <laughs> fill the fourth black, Davatah. Also, you're assuming that Pakistan won't be allowed to play because that's a thing now. So... <laughs>
0: This is from yesterday. This was in a different WhatsApp group. I'll just read out some numbers. Performances of some middle-order batsmen today in Vijay Hazaria Trophy. This is yesterday's scores, not today's scores. I don't have. Uh, Rinku Singh, 82 of 94. Rishi Dhaban, 45 of I think 27 or 28 balls. Tilak Varma, 132 of 106 not out. Uh, Saurav Chahan who is apparently a player from Gujarat is 64 of 41. Rajat Patidar 62 of 45. Abdul Samad 66 of 62. Uh, Dikshanshu Neki 80 of triple one. Uh, numbers numbers. Arun Karthik 59 of 53. Srivats Goswami 63 of 19. Shreyas Gopal 64 of 76
1: de, de, wait, <laughs> what is very what interesting is, I mean, can this like slide past
0: 63 no, of no. 19 <laughs>
1: yeah. exactly. what
0: is that <laughs> what said? is that 63 of 19 mean, I mean here's the uh, you know the absolute last name in this list is uh, last two names are very stark okay Riyan Parak 117 of 84 Ajinkya Rahane 59 of uh, 72 not out 59 in of 72
1: and he's not got He's <laughs> not <Rani, out. Rani. laughs> Fuck Rahane. Let's go back to it. 63 of 19. Did you no, write no, that first, down first wrong? Rani, at the yeah. end of
2: this, at the end of this, first of all, Rahane removed his jersey, got it signed <laughs> by all those people and <laughs> gave the jersey to Samir Mohan. <laughs> Please, note. The turn.
0: But 63 of 90 by srivat Goswami and he oh, is... Oh, 90. 90. 90. 90.
1: 90, 90, 90,
0: 90.
1: No, <laughs> Gorilla in the mist moment.
2: For a minute, Nittins and
1: I were like, come <laughs> on, Ravi. Finally, we are... Finally.
2: No, uh, see, sure. these are all brilliant numbers, okay, A lot of numbers. Who are the bowlers? Was there one wrist spinner worth talking about? This this, this, one... is really this, this is where uh, after
1: all our, after all our outrage against uh, Kerry O'Keefe Steve, O'Keefe, Steve O'Keefe, Steve O'Keefe, Kerry O'Keefe, right? <laughs> Kerry O'Keefe. We have Kerry to O'Keefe we is have a commentator to... Yeah. yeah, we have to go back and say he was right when he said it's off, off railway canteen 11, right? These numbers <laughs> don't mean bullshit. Like, Kerryu yeah. Keefe was right. <laughs> uh, no. like, and I, I heard
4: a Shreyas Gopal batting stat. What is that? I was <laughs> 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 like, what is going
1: on, guys? Morley <laughs> is like, I bowled him and got him three <laughs> times <laughs> in three balls.
3: Though.
0: What is that? He's, he's Am I trying out
2: right? for the wrong country? Yeah, yeah he's uh,
0: also what? 60 of some uh, 70
2: balls or something like that. Yeah. Mm, imagine. Gobali. <laughs>
4: I am really worried about these domestic players who are so demoralized they are like whatever happens the 30 year olds will play so our job as cricketers is to become 30 that is what (laughs) I think (laughs) (laughs) they are at under 19 they are reading their slam books and all my dream to become 30 very quickly so I will be chosen for India (laughs) I feel so bad for them Sanju Samson crying every day.
1: (laughs) I I don't know if you know this about Sanju Samson. At some point, uh, Virat Kohli basically told told him he's too fat, and told him oh, to, yeah no, as in like in not so many words, but basically like I don't know if you remember the IPL innings where he got a fifty and then he got his guns out and did this, like uh, basically just before that, Kohli told him, "Listen, you will get to eat porota and beef forever in your life." Kohli really? told yeah, him, "Yeah, yeah, for the for the <laughs> next uh, eight years, that's pretty much all you have to play." forgo all the yummy food that you can and like just focus on building your muscles and hitting big okay so he hit big that IPL. he like actually brought out his guns with uh. a 50 uh, only to be like shafted by the likes of the basically pushing him into an anchoring role i don't think it's it cannot be a lack of talent with so many people right and like with access to the kind of facilities what we are incentivizing i Don't lay the blame at players. By the
0: way, I forgot to mention was all these players had, had or are currently having a live contract with one of the IPL teams. So see the IPL as much as Hanser says that it is the bane of the country, which I fully believe it is. But there is a level or a dimension that gets added to these uncapped players that they go and they uh, expose, right? Like the 50 50 of 20 balls was by Abhinav Manohar, right? Abhinav Manohar has just played in the fringes of Gujarat Titans last season. IPL trophy winning team. So he had the self-confidence backing to take it in the last over. Can we do this at scale, right? Like it's the typical uh, product problem. If I have a thing, can I take them up to scale? I think that's the system, right? Like, I think we had a good system and then we said, oh, we have to incentivize these people because they've been superstars at the grassroots or something.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, I think I mean before we <laughs> devolve into full uncles ranting about oh Indian cricket, <laughs> you're you're
4: talking half an hour late. For half the last thirty-three lit. minutes, we've been doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Now we'll devolve. <laughs> hopefully, <in. laughs>
1: hopefully, uh, Nitin has chopped off all of this. But like uh, <laughs> combining the uncledom with the Bangalore and like product management and all of that. If you're interested in Indian cricket, now would be a good time to. I have only three words for you: buy the dip, <laughs> because like it oh. can't get worse than this. We have noted the England win and sort of deemed it inevitable uh, at the end uh, in what one thing I really hate, which is the resulting, as poker players would know it. Um, so interesting fact about England, they've played six matches, right? One got rained out. Uh, guess how many tosses they won? Four? Four? Samir says two, 2, Orly says 4. Two. Nitin says... 2? No, they've they, they won 5 out of 6 tosses. Okay. The but there's not been a Toss lost, World Cup. One second, one second. The only toss they lost was against Sri Lanka, where they won the match with about 2 balls to spare. Right? Yeah. They've lost to Ireland on Duckworth Lewis, but every other game they walked. So when we say this is not a Toss World Cup is it really not a toss world cup how I'm does this prove do that it, it is a
2: toss world cup I, man. I, i'm like, just throwing it out there neither looks i uh, neither india nor new zealand nor pakistan these are the three games that england played that i remember Neither of these three teams, and Sri Lanka for that matter, were outplayed by the conditions, right? So then how is it a toss World Cup? India, in fact, said <laughs> Rohit Sharma would have actually chosen to bat. They're like, aha, big game, we will go and put runs on the board, like <laughs> useless fellow and not bat properly after that. So, yeah, I mean, very, obviously
1: very, the yeah. counterfactuals aren't available to us, but just to call it out that the last world cup we called a toss world cup this world cup the team that's won five out of six has won it i i also don't think there is a toss world cup but i think that's just an angle that we'll close out and say england was just too good right like at the end of the day i don't think like india had a chance against england even if he had won the toss and batted first as opposed to lost the toss and batted first which brings us back uh, to pakistan uh, no, no, one
2: sec, one sec. Like, talking about uh, the winners, right? I, I tweeted this sometime back. I should read out my tweet. So, very richly deserved win. They w- started what is your handle, Nathan? Tell. Pluggage. Okay. Rich, richly deserved win. They stayed under the radar all tournament, stuck to their guns and lifted their game where it mattered the most in their biggest game against the strongest opponent. Congrats, Ireland. T20 World Cup
1: 2022. <laughs> Good comeback from calling them an associate nation and getting <laughs> through going viral and getting through. Like Sorry. After, cricket won.
2: after Afridi took that fateful catch and fell down on his back, right? He actually did the standard star Afridi pose, man. <laughs> Usually Afridi By does By falling a on the ground. Yeah, this Afridi okay. did flat on the ground. At that moment, I think Pakistan's campaign was cooked. But dude, Murli, you mentioned a while back that Pakistan's innings never really took off, right? I disagree, man. It was a 165 pitch, uh, a 160 pitch. They were on on track to get 160, man, until Sam Curran came and did that to them in the last four overs, right? And I have no doubt with 160, this sort of, I don't, I wouldn't say Pakistan would have definitely won. They have the bowling attack though to defend 160. So, so but this
1: match, if England had batted first, you're saying they would have settled for 160?
2: Uh, if England, I don't know what they would have settled for, per se, but... See, I, I go back to the way I have look at teams. Sindhu right?
1: settles for bronze. <laughs> 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 she
2: has
1: no agency. Uh, she has <laughs> agency. I go back
2: to the way I look at T20 teams, right? Like the way England have set up their team, they have settled themselves up to always get par plus scores and have a average ish bowling attack that boasts to plans to try and defend a par plus score, right? So Pakistan are the opposite, right? They're a bowling team. They're a bowling team, yeah. so they're always with no agency. <laughs> their, their batting is all because they're a bowling team they're bowling heavy long tail and all of that they are always going to struggle to even get to a par score they'll always be maybe par minus 5 par minus 10 but they're backing their bowling attack together so yeah if England were batting first they probably would be on course for 175 if they were going to have a great day they would have probably got 190 on this pitch no but, maybe but one, like
1: yeah. the like immediate previous thing is they smashed New Zealand by bowling first and then like comfortably chasing it right with like a below no. par of course wait, wait who oh you're talking
2: about Pakistan sorry yeah, yeah I, I thought you're talking about England yeah. yeah
1: I mean like basically the point is that with the way they are set up if they bowl first they can pretty much rest easy right because the, all the pressure is going to be on the team that is batting first I mean it's like all counterfactual there are enough stats and all of that but like yeah at the end of the day uh, remind well, me of a we,
2: game where they they bowl first against Zimbabwe right yeah. against New Zealand they bowl first yeah? 152. Yeah. No, I was just thinking, what other game did they bowl first? And they bowled first against Zimbabwe on a bowling pitch and had them 130. So, there you yeah. go. That's the problem, That's right? Good. Once you have a bowling-heavy team, your batting will… If, if it is a pitch where 130, 140 is a par score, that batting is going to struggle that little bit more. Especially with the openers out of form, right? So… I think a better
1: counterfactual would have been if India Pakistan India batted first we would have been blown away by Pakistan dude. like they would have chased on that pitch yeah, I, yeah yeah
2: india would have struggled to make yeah. 130 140 yeah. against uh, the pakistan yeah. attack batting
1: I first yeah before we record the next podcast india would have completed 2 T20 internationals against new zealand in new zealand in Wellington and oh Mount goodness. Manganui,
0: Mangadum. I wanna say. Manganui. Mount Manganui. Oh, under,
2: under, under the under the sagacious tutelage <laughs> and ages of delusion. Tutelage. <laughs> tutelage of pie, <by> my <laughs> mount. <laughs> Oh, well remembered. That is from Kill Bill, yeah. right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Please listen to Intermission. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. The cruel tutelage
1: of Pai Mai in Mount Mong 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 Mon... rhyming much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like I, could
2: have, I could have, like, should have written it down. <laughs> could have... We and Mai. do high fi under the tutelage Manganay. of Pai Mai <laughs> Cruel tutelage of Pai Mai. Cruel tutelage of
0: yeah. Uh, interesting anecdote is that Mount Manganoi is where India won their most recent Under-19 World Cup. So it's a brilliant, brilliant uh, wicket. That entire
2: team is available to play an Under-28
1: World Cup right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you guys have read this underrated series of books called, uh, I think it's called... Uh a lot of the rings but basically there's a ring that they need to throw which is also in mount paimai in New Zealand so but guys like listen we have to look forward right when is the next t20 world cup I'm guessing in a couple of years because next year is uh, in in the US and West Indies if I'm not mistaken where US and West Indies automatically qualify so and we also do because like Fuck off.
0: <laughs> I had a brain fed. Sorry. Um, the 20... Um, Mount Manganoi... Steve Smith I... up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 I have been in, in delusion thinking that the most recent uh, world... Uh, Under-19 World Cup victory was in New Zealand. Unfortunately, it happens to be in West Indies in Antigua. Uh, Mount Manganoi <laughs> is where India lost to Bangladesh, if I am right. Mount New Zealand Manganoi.
4: lost to Bangladesh. India, I have never played Bangladesh in
0: Mount Manganoi. Under hey, 19, he's Talking about under-19 world cup. What Bangladesh? <laughs> <gosh, that>
3: bangla <laughs> no,
4: no, that that that, that test match. The past <laughs> No, that that fabulous test match between Bangladesh and New Zealand, or Bangladesh won for the first time. That was also Mount Bangladesh. <laughs> Who is <it>? uh, Bangladesh? <laughs> bangla By the way, is this bangla 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 the ground
2: near which aeroplane takeoff happens? Yeah. This yes, that yes. One, right? uh, that uh, that tell is. that no most important thing about the ground. is <laughs> That, that <laughs> other Robin uttapai and MS Dhoni.
1: <laughs> fully devolved into chaos, guys. Who the fuck is the anchor of this podcast? <laughs> A depressed Sanju Samson fan. That's okay. Who. One <laughs> second, sec. For
2: the benefit of the users, I will. Uh, users, will ramen. Daily active users. <laughs>
1: can, can I just oh. say, the most listenership our podcast has is on the way to office on Monday morning or Correct. after returning from office uh, on Monday evening, where people are like my, yeah, my life can't get much worse than this <laughs> and they are, listen to us absolutely blabbering incoherent
2: nonsense i don't know why. <laughs> yes, setting it everything yeah. yeah elixir yes, of life at silk board junction but yeah <laughs> uh, i must say uh, I, I just wanted to say that utappa dhoni reference that uh, tony mentioned It's, it's basically utappa talking to Gaurav kapoor
1: about like uh, how it is to be back in CSK, etc., and they were playing a warm up match, and like it was fucking hot, like in Dubai or something. And <laughs> there is an interesting conversation
2: mid pitch between Dhoni and Utapa, sure. which uh, you can listen to. It involves
1: now. airplane takeoffs.
5: Yeah. <laughs> uh, who I also really enjoy batting with is Mahi. Uh, yeah. Mahi is a lot of fun while batting. Uh, he he drops a few factoids from from time from uh, even while batting even. <laughs> like <funny>. what? <laughs> what factoids? <laughs> so we were playing this like after years we batted together in a practice game here now preparations for the IPL. So uh, <laughs> we were it's like it was hot right that day was also very hot and uh, we were batting <laughs> so random. <laughs> so so like, dude, it's it's hot. You eh? like we're sucking up for air. He was like, yeah, man, it's when there's no wind, it's very hot. And he was like, you know, that's why in in uh, in these Middle Eastern countries, the the aeroplane runways are longer than normal because there's not enough air to get lift off. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, what are you saying? oh that's an interesting fact. I didn't know. <laughs> and I walked back to my non-strike and said, <laughs> <I'm like>, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's the kind of <laughs> yes. stuff that happens. It's just it's funny but it's fun. It's, it's... it's amazing because the thing is huh? MS is generally interested in aviation. He and, is, and he is. Just, yeah. But know, it's just the timing. The yeah, timing exactly of dropping it. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. These <laughs> factoids just drop out from nowhere, you know? <laughs>
1: Okay, Nitin, tell us about uh, India's prospects in T20 in New Zealand. I have no
2: idea who is playing. (laughs) 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 From India's side or New Zealand. Martin? Even New Zealand will be tired now. Why are they playing? What is the purpose of this series? Is it in the Super League? Okay, let's not go there. You know who's it is the not captain, even right? on TV? It is not even on TV, man. It uh, it is an it's on Prime, race. dude. Come it's on. On, Prime, it's <laughs> on Prime. That's Prime, what it is on OTT. OTT.
1: Nothing is on TV anymore, bro. Like grow up. At OTT. least you know
2: those '90s fans, no? when in India, lost they will shoot the TV and all. At least they can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not on TV only. They'll I, I throw, throw want... away their smartphones and go away. Not that dramatic. <laughs> Guys, if you want to really stick to what we believed in in the
4: beginning of this podcast, considering how we oscillate as a group in general, I want to say this is the T20 tournament we should be watching. <laughs> like if we want to watch anything, it is Hardik Pandya's Captain, Pant, Gil, Ishan, Kishan, correct. correct. Kuddi, Sanju, Malik, Samson, <laughs> Sanju <laughs> Samson, Sanju Samson, Sanju Samson, Sanju Samson, Sanju <laughs> Samson. Washington Sundar. So, and of course, don't forget this name that regularly you'll keep getting reminded of. Say it after me. Shreyas Iyer. <laughs> regularly. Yeah. keep Shreyas uh, yes. fucking
1: Ayun. Iyer Nitin Sundar. This is the Quentin yes. Tarantino of bits and pieces. Yeah. He keeps <laughs> coming. He keeps coming and... back. <laughs> yeah. so
2: this is definitely I'm... worth watching. With I will visible... name this episode "Reservoir Dogs." <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> Actually, pulp fiction. Pulp fiction has the record pulp, fiction.
0: Also, also don't remember. Uh, don't forget the ultra human patch, which is what uh, I mean. The short ball is like a patch on his own whole performance, much like the ultra human patch he wears. So yeah. Wear it like a patch. Wear <laughs> it <laughs> like a patch. <laughs> Also,
1: if you're not interested in T20s, Australia are taking on England in uh, three ODI series in Australia. I thought India versus New Zealand is the most pointless thing happening this week. Like three days later. So, like, (laughs) they would have played two two ODIs as well, which we shall try to cover. Uh, But do do you know what is happening after the three match series of England against uh, Australia in Australia?
3: Mm. Ashes. (laughs) Ash?
1: (laughs) That happened. I'm guessing. Last year? No, there's a West Indies tour of Australia. Prime Minister's uh-huh. Levin of Australia are playing West Indies uh, on the 23rd November and the Australia vs. West Indies uh, test series kicks off in Perth on 30th November. Uh,
2: I hope West Indies at least does not lose to the Prime Minister's Levin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which which Prime Minister? Who do you think is that? <laughs>
2: who is Australia's Prime Minister
0: is actually like
1: a much better GK question than who is India's Vice President. Scott
0: Scott Morrison, no?
2: If you say so. <laughs> <By> <laughs> <the>
1: way, <laughs> it's not Scott. Wait, first of all, it's not Scott Morrison. Fuck off.
2: Danny Morrison,
1: no? No, Dad, like Scott Morrison fucked off. No, now it's no. the liberal guy. who. Oh yeah, like Boris Donald Boris Disney Johnson. Now.
2: No. Anthony Albanese. <laughs> yeah, finally. Hey, yeah. Making a new new name. He
1: he's got a he's got a nickname. No, that's why I like I don't know his full name.
4: I don't know so much and all
2: about <laughs> it. I don't know
1: Albany. His either. nickname like, is Tony. <laughs> <laughs> he's Albanese. got like a, No Anthony Albanese is is his uh, like full Christian name, but he's got like a nickname, dude. I don't know what he's called. Cheta. Like, <laughs> Tony Albini Australians Albanian. can't do more than Australians can't do more than two syllables but also like can't do more than two ones with the same Prime Minister so whichever Prime Minister 11 it is is taking on West Indies followed by they could have
2: 11 Prime Ministers playing in that they month. could have yeah pri- <laughs> 11 Prime
1: Ministers playing the Prime Minister's 11 Nitin I hope you can get a decent edit out of this I doubt it like an
2: archaeologist in Harappa I shall try I shall try
1: Indus Valley Civilization.
2: <laughs> Are you you're telling a bye-bye? Bye-bye over. Is the podcast over? All know.
1: right. Uh, <laughs> this was it for episode 45 of Bits and Pieces on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> this joke has apparently been done before. <laughs> by Elay Raja. Uh, <laughs> <Is it? laughs> Since we did yeah. not mention it earlier. So, <laughs> like Ilai
2: Raja recently signed up to be on Spotify with his entire discography coming online. And there was a short 20 second video that Ilai Raja did for Spotify. Yeah, not a 45 year experience for Spotify. Alright,
1: so this is it for episode 45 of Bits and Pieces on Spotify. Give us 45 5 star ratings so that we can get back to the top of the pops.
4: And as, we, as we call we the Indian top order, the potify. <laughs>
1: <laughs> From four anchors of bits and pieces, it is by. Uh, this bye. is bye. Tony. Say bye, Nitin, Samir Murli. Bye bye by guys. bye. Say bye, bye. Catch See you next guys. time. Bye bye.